Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also make you feel totally in control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb. They're like your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for us. From the ultimate girl bomb grip to the professional grade blades, say goodbye to settling for less. With Conair Girl Bomb, you get the precision and power that used to only be exclusive to men's tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb, available at Walgreens. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. And we're back with Our American Stories. George Washington's service to our country can't be overstated. He's a man who's been immortalized in our nation's history books, our nation's capital, and in the values that we still hold dear to this day. But Washington's service as both president and general was the result of personal growth, something we're far more familiar with than monuments. Here's Woody Holton to tell us the story of how our nation's founding father, became the man we remember him as today. Before Washington could become a better general, he had to become a better person. 
So that means talking about some things that make us feel a little bit uncomfortable about his early years when if there was one word that defined him, it was greed. So, <laughs> you heard me saying how greedy he was as a young man. Don't give out my address. Because to me, the before picture makes the after picture even more interesting. But I'm worried about people only hearing the before picture and saying, what the heck is this guy talking about? Um, he married the wealthiest widow in Virginia, Martha Dandridge Custis, in January of 1759, and you know, you'd think that's enough, um, but um, he was determined to go out and, and increase his wealth, and one way he did that uh, was by speculating in western land, and of course that land was being taken from Native Americans, so, but Washington actually, again, only as a young man, he did worse than that, because he not only stole land from Native Americans, but his fellow soldiers who had fought with him in this war against Native Americans that we call the French and Indian War, the enlisted men had been promised bounty land, a total of 200,000 acres. And he and his fellow officers shouldered the enlisted men aside and took that land from them for themselves. And then among the officers, he ensured that he got much more land than he was entitled to um, specifically by going around to the officers. He had his brother do it, approach them, as he put it, in a joking way to get them to sell their land rights to him um, for uh, the, the, you know, the 18th century equivalent of pennies. And then he made a huge killing. He ended up with 27,000 acres. He once said, the greatest estates we have in this colony, referring to his home colony of Virginia, greatest estates were made by taking up the rich back lands. Uh, and he really mastered that art. Not the George Washington that we all revere today. And that's the question. Uh, what changed him? What made Washington different? And before talking about that, let me first talk about all of the ways in which he did change. You know, he served as eight years uh, as, as commander-in-chief of the Continental Army that won the Revolutionary War, made this a free country, he served without pay. He, he, uh, he agreed to, to, to serve for expenses only. A lot of the, the most virtuous things that Washington did were acts of self-denial. You know, after the Revolutionary War, many people believed he could have used his success as commander-in-chief to remain commander-in-chief, that is to sort of become the king of America uh, in some fashion. But he very deliberately decided not to do like Julius Caesar, you know, who had all those victories in France and came back and made himself dictator of Rome, um, emperor of Rome. Washington decided not to do that, but willingly resigned from the army and went back to his farm. And he did something similar after two terms as president. This is uh, in the early days, right up until the middle of the 20th century, presidents uh, under the Constitution were allowed to serve as many terms as they could get elected to. And people kind of assumed that he would just stay in office until he died, but he didn't. He resigned after two terms, 
And sure enough, he did pass away in what would have been his third term. But by resigning, not running for a third term, Washington set a pattern that was followed right up until Franklin Roosevelt in the middle of the 20th century of limiting yourself. And as I say, the thing that really makes him stand out as a great person by the time he died was that he freed his slaves in his will. Martha gets, gets part of the credit uh, for freeing all of those hundreds of people. He was the only major Southern founder to free uh, all of his slaves. So he became a better person, and that raises the question, what made Washington a better person? And I think there was a personal and a public circumstance. The personal circumstance was one he mentioned, actually, um, in the, I think it was his second inaugural address, and that was that he never had any children. It, he was probably infertile because his wife Martha had, had four kids, all of whom, I'm sorry to say, she buried. That is, all of whom died before, before she did. Um, Martha had, had had four kids before in her previous marriage. Um, they had none together, so it was probably he who was infertile, possibly because he had um, suffered from smallpox as a young man. But it took him a while to figure out that he was infertile and that he wasn't going to have kids. And all this time, he's making all this money, as I said, speculating in land, raffling off slaves, doing all this stuff to make a, marrying a rich widow, all this stuff to build up this giant patrimony that he could pass on to George Washington Jr. And then on, from then him on to George Washington III. That is, he was setting himself up to create a dynasty. But sometime in the 1760s, George Washington realized that there was going to be no Washington dynasty, that the family tree was going to end with him. And had there been no Revolutionary War, I think he, his life would have been kind of a tragic life because he was programmed to make money and acquire more wealth um, to pass on to his kids, but then no kids. Um, almost he would be like a hunting dog, you know, that nobody ever takes hunting. He, 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 he was programmed to, to, to do that, and now here, here there was no motivation to do that anymore. But then along came the Revolutionary War. They really wanted a Southern commander because the war had started in New England, and people wanted to make the point that it was not just New England involved in this fight, but all 13 colonies are involved in the common cause. And he had proven himself in the previous war, and so he was the natural choice. And we all know how much George Washington influenced the Revolutionary War, but it's also worth stressing how much the war influenced Washington. Because here, here he is in 1775, kind of a tragic figure who had hoped to build up this big patrimony to start the Washington dynasty, and he's now not going to be able to do that, well, in a sense, he adopted the Continental soldiers as his children. And by 1778, people were calling him what we still call him today, the father of his country. And I think that really helps explain how this greedy young man becomes a generous, patriotic, self-sacrificing old man, um, is that he realized he's not going to have children to bequeath his wealth to, and so he had unofficial children, that is, the, the, the Continental Army soldiers, many of whom were young enough to be his kids, 
and and the nation as a whole. So instead of being the 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 founder of a dynasty, he became the father of his country. And you're listening to Woody Holton tell the story of the man who George Washington was and the man George Washington would become. And in the beginning of his life, in the early stages of his life, dynasty was what he was thinking about. On when it was no longer an option, legacy became what he cared about, and duty, and so many other noble things. What a great line by Woody Holton. We all know, he said, how George Washington impacted the Revolutionary War. What we didn't know, or should know, is how the Revolutionary War impacted George Washington. When we come back, more of this remarkable story, George Washington's story, here on Our American Stories. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Hey guys, LeVar Arrington here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. 
or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. And we're back with Our American Stories and the story of how George Washington became both a better man and, as a result, a better general. We just heard how George Washington's lack of an heir led him to practically adopting the Continental Army and eventually the entire country. Let's return to Woody Holton to tell us more about what set Washington apart from his contemporaries. Much more so than, say, Benjamin Franklin or um, Thomas Jefferson, Washington was um, a believer, a, a steady church goer. And yes, I think there's every indication that he was serious about his faith. Um, but I'm, But I also don't personally think that's what made him different because there were lots of people of faith who found ways to justify uh, what justify enslaving people even a great religion can be manipulated uh, to justify terrible things so my point is that his religion I think was important to his um, eventual decision to emancipate his slaves because he knew that it was a moral wrong but um, it's a complex calculus that makes Washington different in that respect, I think. We don't know for, you know, we can't read somebody else's mind, and certainly not Washington, who kind of prided himself on being hard to read. But likewise, on his generaling, um, Washington has been described as the in- indispensable man by many historians, and, and I'm certainly in that group. You can imagine... John Adams writing the Declaration of Independence. It wouldn't have been a good, as good, but it would have been good enough. And you can imagine uh, Thomas Jefferson negotiating the treaty with France instead of Benjamin Franklin. It would have been fine, probably. But the one person you can't do without is Washington as commander-in-chief. And the fascinating thing about that is that while he became a great general who won a war against a great power, Great Britain, he didn't start off that way. 
Um, he started off by making what most of us today believe to be mistakes. The first one is Washington's relationship with African-American soldiers serving in the Patriot Army. Uh, African-Americans had served with valor at the Battle of Lexington and Concord in April of 1775 and then at the Battle of Bunker Hill in June of 1775. But then in July of 1775, they got a new commander-in-chief, George Washington. And you have to understand where he's coming from, and that is a plantation with hundreds of slaves. And he couldn't get his mind around the idea of African-Americans as courageous soldiers in his army. And so I'm sad to have to report that one of the first things that Washington did after taking over the Continental Army in July 1775 was that he uh, threw out uh, all of the African-Americans serving in the Continental Army. There were really two groups, some who had been free even before the war and others who were had made deals uh, where they would agree to serve in the army and then obtain their freedom as a result. And he threw out both the free blacks and the slaves serving in the Continental Army. But uh, then some things external to Washington changed. For one thing, the British said uh, essentially to African-Americans, well, the Patriot Army doesn't want you, but we do. And if you will come fight in the British Army, we will reward you with your freedom. And Washington began to worry that African-Americans would flock to the British Army since they were the only game in town. And that became a reason for him to reconsider maybe he should take blacks back into the Continental Army. And even more so, that happened when a bunch of his officers petitioned to free a black man who had fought with great valor at the Battle of Bunker Hill in June of 1775, and Washington saw that petition. Some combination of those practical factors and sentimental factors changed Washington's mind. One of the great qualities that Washington exhibited with respect to African Americans in the Revolutionary War is a quality that people kind of look down on in politicians and generals today, and that is he changed his mind. He realized that he'd been wrong, and he changed his policy. The most important way in which Washington changed his mind as commander-in-chief of the Continental Army, he switched from offense to defense. As a young man, Washington had had two great dreams. One, to become wealthy, but the other was to become an officer in the British Army. Of course, it's important to remember that right up until they declared independence, most Americans really loved the mother country. They were mad at Parliament for what it had done, but they loved the mother country, they loved the king, they loved the British army, and Washington wanted in. Um, he was a, a, a tough, strong guy himself, and he knew he would do well as an officer. He'd fought well in the so-called French and Indian War, and that was a way to get distinction and fame uh, by, by being an officer, as it is uh, today. Um, and, and so he was hot to join the British Army. And it's interesting to imagine, what if they had allowed him in? Would he have been a general 
on the other side. Uh, we don't know that, but we do know that that was his great aspiration. And so he picked up a lot of the culture of the British Army. And part of that whole lust for fame that those British officers had was that the, all of the glory came from going on offense. That is not defending entrenchments or a fort um, or you know staying on one side of the river and shooting at the enemy as they cross the river. That's Those are all seen as kind of wussy things to do. You want to be the guy that crosses the river or leads his men uh, towards the trenches or towards the fort. That is, you want to go on offense and do these dramatic attacks um, where you drive the enemy off. And he thought the only way to win this war against the mother country was with a dramatic assault. Now, his officers under, serving under him told him, no, that's not the way at all. Hey, right, you, you, you became commander-in-chief in July of 1775. Right before that, in, on June 17, 1775, we fought a battle against the British at Bunker Hill which was officially a British victory because we were defending a hill. The British had charged us once and didn't succeed, charged us twice, didn't succeed, charged a third time, finally took the hill. And so officially the British won the Battle of Bunker Hill, but they suffered 50% casualties. And what did the Continental Army do? They just dropped back to the next hill, a pair of hills called Winter Hill and Prospect Hill outside Boston. And then the British would have to suffer 50% casualties again to take those hill. And in fact, the commander, the British commander who who led the successful assaults on, on Bunker Hill in June of 1775, he was deeply depressed. General William Howe was his name because he said, we the British are going to lose this war because the nature of the, of the American Revolutionary War was that whichever side is on offense is going to lose. And the British were kind of stuck in the position of offense because they had to conquer territory to prove that they still controlled America. And you've been listening to Woody Holton, professor of history at the University of South Carolina and author of Liberty is Sweet. When we return, more of the story of George Washington and some stories you may not know that tell us much about the formation of his character and the man we all have come to know. More of Washington's story here on Our American Stories. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Hey guys, Mario Lopez here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit biotoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness. Kick back and spread some positivity into the world. From smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports, on stages, and at the box office, women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to Women Take the Mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs, and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. And we're back with Our American Stories and our final segment on George Washington's hidden strength, that being his ability to change. Woody Holton was just telling us how the British military strategy was dominated by one word, offense. Because of Washington's long-held desire prior to the revolution to be a British officer, he was fighting a battle within himself when it came to this tactic, a battle he won internally if not on the battlefield, during the Battle of Bunker Hill, where the British army was led by General William Howe. Let's return to the story. So, General William Howe, who um, was the hero of the Battle of Bunker Hill, uh, was very depressed afterwards because he had suffered 50% casualties 
capturing that hill and the Americans just retreated to the next hill, meaning he was going to have to suffer 50% casualties to get that. And so Howe believed after this great victory at Bunker Hill that the British had no chance of winning the Revolutionary War, that basically all the Americans had to do was dig trenches and use that dirt uh, to build walls in front of themselves, palisades as they called them, uh, and they, uh, they, they could win. Because even if they had to give up those forts, they would be giving them up, like at Bunker Hill, at the cost of 50% casualties on the British side. And so when Washington came in July 1775, took over the Continental Army, his, his subordinates were all saying, okay, you can win this thing, you just have to stay on defense. But Washington was programmed for offense. And so less than two months after taking over, he ordered this massive assault on the town of Boston. Boston in those days was almost an island, so they were going to have to cross this very narrow neck of land, which was very well defended. Okay, they could also go over water, but an amphibious assault was the most dangerous thing you could do in those days. And so his officers talked him out of it. But then the Charles River, which is the main river around Boston, froze in, uh, in that winter of 1775-1776. And so Washington says, well, then now we can just run across the ice and capture Boston. But the, the cannon were still there. They were firing something called, the, the British had something that fired called grape shot, sending huge chunks of metal over this broad area. And the, and the officers, again, thought, uh, our soldiers are going to be slaughtered if we try to walk across the, the river to Boston. So don't do that. Don't do that. Um, but Washington was just feeling real pressure from the people he called chimney corner heroes. Um, that is, the people today we would call um, armchair generals or Monday morning quarterbacks. They're all saying, oh, come on, uh, we, we can win this e- uh, easily. Come on, Washington, let's see, some, let's see some spunk from you. And he really felt that. They were censuring, to quote him, they were censuring my inactivity and, and basically calling him a coward for not going forward. But his officers once again restrained him, but Washington was disappointed. Well, the British moved first to New York and then to Philadelphia, and by the fall of 1777, they had captured, they, they, they still had both New York and Philadelphia, and the winter of 1777-1778, we all know, think of as the, the Valley Forge winter, and it's literally true that you could track a Continental soldier by his bloody footprints in the snow, so many of them didn't even have shoes, but while the soldiers were dealing with that, Washington was planning his assault on Philadelphia because, again, he was stuck on this notion that you've got to capture city. Um, The officers once again talked him off of that, and sure enough, in June of 1778, the British voluntarily left Philadelphia just like they'd voluntarily left Boston. And so he was starting to get the message, but then the British really hunkered down in New York City, and Washington was determined to capture New York City, And as most people know, New York is literally an island, so this was going to have to be an amphibious assault across the Hudson River. And the British had the most powerful navy in the world had ever known, 
and they controlled the river and so his men were going to have to first dodge British gunboats in the very wide Hudson River and then come up the cliffs sort of like what would happen 200 years later at Normandy um, and the officers once again got into the habit of convincing Washington not to attack. In fact, Washington formed more than a dozen plans to storm the British Army's headquarters in New York City, and he never carried out any of them. That is, in every case, he listened to his officers and and let them talk him uh, out of attacking New York. This went on right up until 1781, when Washington learned that a British, that a French fleet was coming to America, 28 battleships. And he thought, okay, this is finally my chance to control the water around New York City and land troops on the island of New York and capture New York. But what he hadn't reckoned on was that his own counterparts, France was an ally of the United States in the Revolutionary War, and the French commander-in-chief named Rochambeau and the French admiral named de Grasse, they said, no, it's too dangerous to attack New York. Here they are. They've got 28 battleships. They've got a French army of 6,000 plus Washington's army of about 10,000. Um, even with all of that, they thought, oh, it's just insane to attack an island. And the French had a different idea, which was to attack a detachment of the British army at Yorktown in Virginia and Washington went back and forth with his French counterparts over whether the better place to attack was in New York City or down in Yorktown in Virginia and as everybody knows the French won that battle Uh, it's ironic because we think of this as where Cornwallis surrendered as he did on October 19th 1781 but in a sense Washington had to surrender first That is, he surrendered to his own allies, the French, because they were determined to attack uh, in in Yorktown, Virginia, rather than in New York City. Um, And he eventually was persuaded to move his army south um, with this French army to meet the French fleet. And together they secured Cornwallis's surrender at Yorktown, Virginia, October 19, 1781. It wasn't the last battle of the Revolutionary War, but it's the one that persuaded the British Parliament to give up, to end offensive operations and begin peace negotiations that eventually led to the end of the Revolutionary War. And so what's striking to me about Washington was here was another area where he changed his mind from feeling like he had to be on offense to realizing that defense was the better move. And he never fully convinced himself because he still kept making plans to attack. But to his credit, he never acted on those plans. And so uh, I agree with the historians who say that Washington was the indispensable man in winning the Revolutionary War. But he made himself indispensable in a very interesting way that we don't always think about when we think about military heroes. And that is... His greatest, Washington's greatest contribution to the American victory in the Revolutionary War was that he restrained his own aggressive instincts and realized that the way to win the war was to stay on defense, make it a war of attrition 
where the British would eventually lose so many men and so much, some and spend so many, uh, so much money that they would just give up and allow the Americans to have their independence, and, and that's what happened. We think of of pride and self confidence as the great qualities of a military hero, and often they are. But in Washington's case, the quality that really won the Revolutionary War was almost the opposite of that. It was humility. That is, he gave up the opportunity to be the guy that leads the massive amphibious assaults on Fortress New York um, and wins a heroic battle. Um, he gave up that chance for glory because he realized that wasn't the way to win the war. The way to win the war was to be the humble guy. There's a great line from Milton's poem, Paradise Lost. Uh, they also serve who only stand and wait. And, and Washington is a classic example of that. And a terrific job on the editing and production by Faith Buchanan and Robbie Davis. And a special thanks to Woody Holton, a professor of history at the University of South Carolina and author of Liberty is Sweet. And what a story he told us about Washington. And here in America, well, we were fighting an insurgency. In the end, it was just a straight old insurgency warfare. They've got the watches, and we've got the time. A very famous line about such battles. The story of General George Washington, his restraint, his humility, and in the end, his courage. Here on Our American Stories. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. 
When the time comes to plan your next big getaway, know we got a destination idea for you. Orlando. Just think about it. The thrills at their 15 world-class theme parks, followed by awesome outdoor adventures, amazing food festivals, and top-notch dining spots. Orlando has all that and much more than you'd expect. In Orlando, anything is possible if you can imagine it. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. That's visitorlando.com for everything you need for an amazing getaway.